Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and the Seahawks have pulled off a trade with the Detroit Lions, sending a fifth-round pick over to the Lions for Quandre Diggs, and they get a 2021 seventh-round pick in the deal. And joining me to talk about it is Chris Perfett of the Pride of Detroit podcast, the POD cast. Chris, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just kind of sitting back, kicking around here, uh, enjoying the sun, enjoying all nature of lions things and things of lions nature. And uh, I I don't know. How are you? I think is the question. Well, I'm trying to figure out how exactly to feel about this particular trade, Chris, because I look at the Seahawks defense and mm-hmm. I know that we need help in the secondary, especially at safety, because you know, we have a lot of okay players. We have Tedrick Thompson. He has two interceptions on the year, but he got beat pretty bad in this this last game against the Ravens. It was kind of the one big play. Pete Carroll doesn't like to give up the big play. He's been our free safety. And, you know, you had Earl Thomas on the other side of the ball, our old free safety. Bradley McDougal, who's been playing strong safety, he's been having back spasms. But we did draft a second-round pick, and we got to see him in the Ravens game. He looked pretty good. He looks like he could play a little bit of strong safety. So, uh, But we also we have Jamar Taylor, who's a, who, who has been our slot cornerback since you guys took Justin Coleman away from us in the offseason. He looks like he's doing pretty well in Detroit. He's doing but, phenomenal. But we, we don't have anybody now to fill that spot. And so when I saw the name Quandre Diggs, I'm thinking, okay, I, I feel like there's any one spot that he could fill in, but he really seems to be your guy's strong safety right now. Yes. So he's been flexible. Um, I've seen him play strong safety. I've seen him play free safety. Uh, I know the Lions like to put him in the slot as a nickel corner as well, too. He's a very flexible player. And I think background on him, he was drafted in the sixth round. And normally when you draft a guy in the sixth round, you're not expecting a guy who is going to become a locker locker room, a a clubhouse leader. You're not expecting a guy who's going to be producing interceptions for you. You're not expecting a guy who is going to be leading the backfield and playing all those roles. But Quandary Diggs has done that. He absolutely has done that. And he's only 26 and he was a big piece. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that you guys got Darius Slay away from us or Justin Coleman, but Diggs was some was a surprise. You know, he was drafted in 2015. He became a surprise onto the scene, I would say, almost a year or two later. And he's just been growing from there. Some people would say he was a little down this season. I would argue to those people, you try having a good season when the Lions have no blitz whatsoever to speak of. You try doing that when you're playing some of these heavy hitter teams in the first six weeks the Lions have played. I don't think Quandre Diggs is down at all. There is a lot of potential to him. There is a lot of growth to him. And as I said, probably one of the biggest thing, too, is besides making some really great plays every now and then is that he is a passionate force. It's when it's time for the lions to get down to business. He is there. He's ready to lead. He's kind of the, he's the uh, gridiron general and ready to go. So he's, he's a great guy and it is a very sad day to see Detroit letting him go. Yeah. I was, I was really surprised when I saw that he's a team captain and, and you know, that means a lot, especially if you're trading away a team captain, we saw Darius Slay's reaction on Twitter. He was not happy about this trade. Not happy at all, especially since Darius Slay has been 
getting hosed by the Lions over his own contract negotiations. And it's still unclear if the Lions will be able to sign him before he, you know, hits the market or if he even is going to stay in town. Unclear if the Lions might even trade him as well. It's it's fascinating with the Lions at two, three and one odd record as it is. I didn't think they were really that out of it, that they were out of this fight. I know yeah. right now Green Bay looks insurmountable in several which ways, but the Lions outside of the Vikings game, the Vikings game has allowed a lot of people down, but the Lions have been in every game they've played right up until that Vikings game. And even then where they fell apart with the Vikings was that they just couldn't keep trading blows back and forth. Like Kirk cousins is one of those quarterbacks. You just can't beat without a pass rush. Mm -hmm. So the trade itself is disappointing for lions fans because it's not a sign that you were really serious about sticking in it this year. And with this is the being the second year of head coach, Matt Patricia coming over for the Patriots third or fourth year or so for general manager, Bob Quinn also over for the Patriots. And you're just looking around going, when are you guys going to piece this crap together, man? I think people in Detroit are also upset because Quandre Diggs is worth a lot more than a fifth round pick. I just said that Diggs was a six rounder himself, but asking every six rounder to become Quandre Diggs, you try to do that. That's not going to be a winning strategy, Bubba. Well, you brought up your coach, and that's part of the thing that was initially seeing some of the reactions from Lions fans. I'm thinking, okay, what is exactly behind this? Is he just just not uh, one of the coach's guys? But then I look at he just signed a three year, eighteen million dollar contract, and so the Seahawks are going to have to pay uh, five million uh, on the on the cap over the next couple of years. It's only one point six million cap hit. It looks like for this year. But it's, I guess that's a, a pretty significant amount. But for a player, not really, uh, not for the Lions. Like they have almost eighteen million in cap space. Right. <laughs> like it was, it would only be like a three point five million increase or so. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like suddenly the Lions like, oh my god, we're gonna really have to break off this guy coming up here. Hmm, we're gonna have to really <laughs> tighten the tighten the belts and uh, maybe not, maybe have to tra- cancel that trip to Cancun. Hmm, no, that wasn't that wasn't happening. No, the Lions were had plenty of room to get this guy broke off, and they just for whatever reason decided to get rid of this and unless there is a corresponding move uh it's it's bewildering and i think it's also frustrating for me as a lions fan and i think you can appreciate this though is that if the lions do turn the season around and get back in the hunt they're going to be in the hunt for the nfc wild card and they just traded quandary digs to someone you got to the Seattle Seahawks who are also in the hunt for an NFC wild card. But I, you know what I was kind of getting at though. It's not that he's not a Matt Patricia guy because he signed his new contract while Matt Patricia was the coach. So he's not right. like a, a previous regime guy. Yeah. He was drafted by the previous general manager. Uh, I believe it was Martin Mayhew. So he wasn't like drafted by Bob Quinn, but at the same time it was, it is kind of, just bewildering that they did sign him to this and then suddenly have turned around from this, especially in an era where you would hope the lions with Matthew's quarterback, Matthew Stafford in his prime are committing to a vision on what they want to build. And it just for, to me, at least I'm not someone who gets in entirely super pessimistic about the lions, but it really does beggar the question of, Hey, do the lions know what they're doing right now? Do they really know what they're doing? Do they really have a plan in place rather than just, and I get it, with the team in the position that it is, you kind of have to just shake things up and hope it'll fall out. I just think a, I don't think this was the right way to help shake things up. B, 
Quandary Diggs is only 26. It's not like a guy who's suddenly about to fall off the cliff. Right. And C, it wasn't like you didn't get much back for him to begin with. And I know he was floated out there. There just was no interest from around the league for the price the Lions wanted. But I think at that point, they shouldn't have just caved and just said, yeah, we'll take a fifth rounder. Like it just, it was bad negotiating. It seems like John Schneider has been pretty good at uh, getting getting uh, guys from teams for relatively little. I go back to the the Jadivian Clowney trade, and that was such a surprising deal that that they were able to get him for just a relatively small amount. When you see guys going, you know, like Jalen Ramsey going for two first round picks, and and they get Jadivian Clowney for a third rounder, it's surprising to me. Yeah, I, I think it is. Again, the, the asking price of Diggs is surprising because, again, I value this guy a lot more than a fifth rounder. He was drafted in the sixth and he outperformed that value almost immediately. And what the what the Seahawks are getting is a guy who is under contract. Again, you'll have to pay a little bit to him, but that's fine. You know, you pay for quality in the NFL. I'm sorry that, you know, this myth that everything can be just, you know, yeah. grabbed for peanuts and Rookies money ball. Stars. And, that's, that's kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't this isn't the 90s in, in NHL or it's not the Oakland A's in, in the bottom of the aughts. This isn't this. There aren't that many market inefficiencies to really attack anymore in the NFL. Quandre Diggs, I think, is valued pretty well for what you're going to get out of him. You're not going to get, you know, a Richard Sherman, but you're going to get, you know, a guy who is who can play, who is flexible at playing those safeties. He's he's can play in the in the nickel slot if he needs to and just kind of just tear tear at a, at a slot receiver. Uh, he, he can cover pretty well. I mean, I, I'll still never forget when he started the the one good thing about the start of last, 2018 for the Detroit Lions. He was the one who picked off Sam Darnold on Sam Darnold's first play uh, throw from scrimmage mm-hmm. right before then the Jets hung like something like 40 some on the Lions. <laughs> but that was Diggs who made that pick six on Darnold. OK, so that was yeah, like this guy, this guy can make plays when he needs to. And he is, again, a strong force in the locker room. It's a package, I think, that Seahawks fans are going to be happy about. I know Diggs himself seems either happy or at least excited or just kind of bewildered about what's going on because he did tweet out the picture of Kermit the Frog freaking out when this was happening (laughs) while, again, Darius Slay and Jamal Agnew and a few other guys in the Lions locker rooms were kind of feeling down today. Yeah. You know, again, maybe he has been rough in the first six games he's played for the for the Detroit Lions. But, yeah. hey, guess the newsflash, the season 16 games long. <laughs> he's going to have 10 more games to figure things out, get settled in. And, you know, if it is there for the Seahawks to be there and be fighting in January, you you bet your bottom he's he'll be he'll be producing for you. Yeah, and that's one of the things I always like to point out to people. It's it's not because you know, fans we get down on our particular players. You know, mm-hmm. you have the expectations. They have a great season, so you expect them to come back and have an even better season. You know, sometimes there's some there's some valleys before you get back to the peaks. And I look at I look at the stats for Diggs. I see six interceptions on his career. Uh, you know, three apiece for the last two seasons. Fifteen pass breakups. Those are nice. And but I do look at the six missed tackles already Mm -hmm. in this season and and so i guess that's the number that jumps out to me particularly because the seahawks haven't been all that great on on tackling on defense this year either right right and what i would say to that is again like just look at who the lions have been playing in the first half of the season too though has been uh yeah i mean like i i get it they made kansas city kind of look a little foolish 
Um, they beat up on the Chargers and the Eagles. I mean, both those games are pretty close. But, I mean, they lost because of the referees in Green Bay. And, yes, I will say that was because of the referees. I'm not being a homer here either. I'm using I, I that in a I think very... that's pretty universally accepted as, uh, as you, why you the Lions think, lost that game. You would think, but I've seen some people also saying, oh, the Lions should get three touchdowns to make sure they don't get screwed by the refs, which, I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that's how this league works now, that you need to get freaking insurance points and that the league is now no longer tailored for, you know, close game ends. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, I mean, when you play Minnesota and – and you're not getting pressure on Kirk Cousins, that Minnesota receiver core is going to make you look pretty foolish sometimes too. And he did leave that game about halfway through. He was dealing with a, a hamstring injury. And I think that's the one red flag Seahawks fans should work, uh, look towards. I don't think that hamstring is going to be too much of an issue, but it could become something that bugs him mm-hmm. through the year. But I see Diggs also for the Seahawks as someone that, again, you're going to be able to keep him around for a few seasons and he's going to keep producing. And maybe he's a little down this year and maybe he's got to work over those missed tackles. But it is someone who is going to create value for the Seahawks, both on the field and again, off the field. I really can't state enough that emotional value and locker room value means a lot. Yeah, it really does. Well, Chris, I really want to thank you for coming on, helping break down this trade for us, how Lions fans are feeling, how you're feeling. And you guys did a show here recently. So if Seahawks fans want to tune in to your episode of the show, kind of reacting to this trade, where do they go to find it? Yeah, so we are the Pride of Detroit POD cast. POD stands for Pride of Detroit, and it is also the first three letters of podcast. It is a name I regret every day because it's very hard to sell the name, the damn show, because it really doesn't show up that well when you just search for POD cast. There's no like abbreviations or periods or anything. I am not the best. I, there, there's a reason why I no longer work in marketing, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher iHeartRadio, iTunes, which I guess is another name for Apple Podcasts. I don't know. I have Android phones because I'm broke constantly. And uh, we also do live streams of our shows over on twitch.tv slash pride of Detroit. We we're really proud about what we do over here. It's it's a hard, it's a tough fan base to to swallow. It's a tough fan base to please. But we like to think that we, uh, as Macho Man would say, we're your friend. We're your friend. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chris, thanks again for coming on. Anytime. A big thanks once again to Chris Perfett, Pride of Detroit, for coming on the show. Subscribe to his show. Subscribe to our show. You can go to SBNation.com slash NFL podcasts. And be sure to watch your feed three in, three out. Clinton Bonner and I will be breaking down this last matchup between the Seahawks and the Ravens. That's all right here. The Field Goals podcast. We will talk to you soon. Go Hawks.